Hi, this is Amit. And this is Akhila. Welcome to the Indian Music Charts podcast. This is a show where we look at the weekly music charts on Spotify and make it our springboard for a larger discussion about the music industry. We discuss listener trends, what it says about the industry and where it might be heading, and occasionally we'll also share our two cents. New episodes drop every Tuesday, so don't forget to hit follow and the bell icon to be notified. Hello, hello. It's a new week and we're ready to look at the charts published on 26th May, 2023. This week's new entry at number 19 is Kya Loge Tum from B. Prak and Jani, released by Desi Melodies via Universal Music. This is a threequel to the Filal series, which I think most of you would have seen at some point, pictured on Akshay Kumar and Nupur Sanan. This video, however, has Amaira Dastur on it. And this series if you've seen it, you know, really nails that style of music video where they essentially fit a whole film storyline into a song. So it's actually no surprises that the music video is at number one on the YouTube charts. Yeah, and it's typically always a very tragic love story. Uh, (laughs) This week's highest climber, uh, and one of the highest climbers, is up 60 spots. That's obsessed by Riyar Saab and Abhijay Sharma. This is a viral hit for Mass Appeal and Gully Gang. It's all over Reels. And it's number one on Apple. And like shameless plug, we did a deep dive into how this track became the hit it has a few weeks back. Highly recommended listen for anyone who's interested in music marketing. But you can do it after this episode because we do have a highly debated topic up for discussion this week. We'll get to that in a bit. But before that, we have to tell you what's number one. And once again, it is Man Meri Jaan by King, which has moved back up to number one. Um, this is actually its 17th non-consecutive week at the top. And uh, now we'll get back to the highlight, this week's track under discussion. And it is actually, if you go to the Spotify chart for last week, uh, you'll actually won't see the song. Because once again, there's a mysterious disappearance of this track. It's back on the platform, I have to say. In fact, it's number one on the daily chart. But for last week's chart, it was a number nine. And it's Fir Aur Kya Chahiye from Zara Hatke, Zara Bachke, a new movie starring uh, Vicky Koshal and Sara Ali Khan. So Vicky Koshal is again part of a discussion. Uh, this song, as we told you, is already a pretty big hit. And it's no surprises again, because it's a typical Arjit Singh ballad. And it's by Sachin Jigar. The lyrics are by uh, Amitabh Bhattacharya. And like Apna Banale, that other song that disappeared from Spotify, this essentially is Sachin Jigar doing what Pritam always does. And that's that's what's going to kick off this week's discussion, which is essentially, will Bollywood ever get out of its creative crisis? Now, a lot, of people, <laughs> a lot of people, <laughs> such as me, and I know I'm not the only person, loads and loads of people feel that Bollywood music is going through a pretty tough time at the moment. Uh, you know, uh, there's like this, uh, I think there's been a, it's a long, long time before we've really heard something that has uh, really broken the clutter as such, uh, you know, and uh a lot of people feel that people are playing very safe right now, especially when it comes to the music. I mean, we've always had a whole bunch of remixes, you know, and this movie too has a remix uh, as far as the soundtrack. And, you know, and even when you think about the song, I mean, it's 
like I said, it's a typical Arijit ballad. It doesn't really do right. anything new. It's a perfectly nice song, but there's nothing perfectly about it. Perfectly nice and perfectly safe. Exactly. And nothing about it that you probably haven't heard before. So, Adhila, what do you think has led to this creative crisis? Yeah, you know, I agree with you. Like, this has sort of been an ongoing feeling for quite a few years, right? Like, I think we've discussed remakes, remixes, really this lack of new original content. So there are a few reasons that have led up to this. And, you know, I would probably break it down to three. The first one being the shift from a music director-driven approach to a music creation approach, right? And this is not to say that there are no singular music directors anymore. There are. But what we've also increasingly seen is you have, you know, more sync deals happening. You have like slightly popular independent songs that are generated put into movies right that's increased quite a bit mm-hmm. so it's a very song-centric approach and you know this is a bit different because when they bring on um they don't even bring on directors sometimes they bring on someone to put the music together in the sense you know pick and choose different songs right yeah like a music and, supervisor right i mean yeah music supervisor rather than music director right and the thing is when you have a director who's creating things from scratch there is this sense of ownership right and they are also thinking about their own personal growth their own personal brand their own personal sound that they have to bring out so so they're constantly thinking about how to innovate. But now when that responsibility is sort of taken away and, you know, it's more of find me five songs for these five different situations, mm-hmm. the requirement itself is very different, right? The incentive to innovate is very less. The incentive to just find that sound that fits that moment is a far higher, you know, need over there. Then I think the second thing is also, and this is true to any industry, by the way, not just the music industry. When you sort of get into a format or a formula, it kind of reduces innovation, right? And this, you know, industry is designed to celebrate legacy, right? You know, you also must be getting these pitches, if at all albums are being pitched to you. I'm sure a big selling point is that, oh, this has a track by Arijit or this has a track by Jubin. Very rarely is there an incentive for these systems to promote new sounds or new artists, right? So, and again, this is not a blame anyone, but this is just human behavior that, you know, when you have the same set of people doing the same work over a long period of time, there will be some kind of formula that just sets in. That's just human behavior, right? And I think the last thing which has really led to a further incentivization of this formulaic process is the commercial pressure. Like the cost of marketing has really gone up in the last few years, right? There is this need to really have out of the box marketing, right? You know, they have these junkets or they have like these really innovative things which everyone wants to go viral. There's this connection between offline and online now. So these things just cost a lot, you know, and the fees of actors and actresses have also gone up, obviously, right? There is this shift from only theater viewing to OTT viewing, right? And there's a lot of revenue loss that has happened from the box office front. And, you know, when you're trying to make up for those losses, the general strategy adopted by any company or any setup is that do what's working, do it till it stops working, right? And, you know, I actually want, you know, you were telling me a little bit about like the financial pressure and, you know, a more recent article about it, like, you know, have you do you feel that this pressure is actually now starting to hinder the creative process itself 
so uh, i remember like you know at the all about music conference also where they were talking about the cost of acquiring these soundtracks and how it has really gone up over time you know uh, and so yes commercial pressures just play a role so even though the films aren't doing that well at the box office you know music has always been seen as an alternative revenue source but what's happened is that the i think the film producers are sort of trying to buffer their own sort of budgets by you know selling these soundtracks at increased prices so obviously there is you know uh, for labels to recover that there's an increased pressure but i've also heard that one of the reasons why this creative crisis has been happening and the theory is that you know back in the day it used to be the film director and the music composer sitting together and the lyricist and you know coming together with the songs and how it would be really about the film today the labels involvement is much greater right and the label is essentially looking at it from a commercial point of view right so obviously they are looking at that play safe mentality of what will be a hit not necessarily what is you know the best music so definitely i think that is one thing to consider but again i remember at all about music itself where uh, i think they were talking about you know the different ways that soundtracks can be put together whether it's you know one composer versus multiple composers and they gave the example i think of shersha and the director of shersha was a part of that panel and it was how they were talking about and i think it was sony that was involved and and the production house was dharma and the director even though that 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 soundtrack and again it's one of the biggest soundtracks of recent times you know the big hits rata lambia and ranja uh, you know when we did our countdown of the top 10 most streamed songs on spotify they were both there uh, now the director's involvement was also there when those songs were being put together even though it was one of those pick and choose soundtracks uh, so i think that's crucial right so how much is the label willing to play the role of a facilitator or playing the role of you know essentially the controller yeah and and you having a creative to... person in control is important for creative output yeah and also you know meeting it halfway right i mean uh, i definitely feel that there is a balance that needs to be struck and you know i mean we can talk about this later but you know uh, for instance like it's not that hollywood is going through a particularly bad time but even if you talk about the hit soundtracks right even if you talk about the uh, songs the most recent songs that have been that we have talked about on this show uh, again like we said not bad songs but again are they amazing songs uh, i'll just give you three examples kesariya from brahmastra uh, besharam ram from uh, pathan and uh, is it pyar hota hai kai bar i think that one or tere pyar mein one of them tere pyar tere pyar yeah. mein tere pyar mein from uh, tu jhoothi mai makar all of them have had plagiarism allegations two of them by pritham one of them by vishal shekar all of them have been uh, you know uh, drawn comparisons to earlier songs so uh, once again pointing towards the creative crisis you know and uh, like we said the remix systems have, have not stopped at the same time you have like if i just think about you know the soundtracks that we've actually liked and talked about on the show 
there was kala they don't do well, they don't do well yeah, at no, all commercially no, it, it actually didn't do too badly right because some of the songs yeah. from kala actually I mean, took up on comparison to the other tracks you mentioned yeah well none of them hit the top 10 but i think they did reach like the top 40 and maybe mm. one of them ghode pe sawar i think hit the top 20 but again small film ott film you know still managing to do so mm. well but again you know that soundtrack was recreating another earlier sound of course it was done amazingly well but you know that movie being set in the 1940s uh, 1950s or whatever i mean it was essentially harking back to an earlier sound and mm. doing that in a way that didn't seem completely derivative you know so that is essentially after the film that's the other aspect yeah, yeah. in and a much much on, bigger way yeah and and it, and it picked up on reels of course yeah so, gode I mean, pe sawar definitely yeah. saw that yeah and if you look at like you know uh talking about just the films themselves i mean today the best films in bollywood tend not to focus that much on music i mean so what do you in your opinion like what role does film music play today yeah and like you know from a creative standpoint obviously the role of music in film has been to actually there are two use cases right either one it takes the story forward which is what seems to be working these days right kala is a great example where every song was actually taking the narrative forward if you miss that song in the movie you'll miss a part of the story itself right the other use case is music is an escape right which is similar to how in your pathan or other you know big budget bollywood movies it's a break from a what they believe to be a very like hard narrative and you want a break for the consumer right and see that's the creative side of it right but like on the business side like you kind of said a couple of minutes back it's been another revenue stream right all by although it's been passive right and let's however be honest about it it is probably of the many things that filmmakers can make money from this is a much smaller part of the pie because they make more money from ott licensing tv licensing obviously box office even though it's you know it's gone down a little bit it is still their biggest source of revenue and this is also because i think see music itself is one of the most under monetized types of entertainment right like while a producer might be seeing that oh listen the cost of the roi pressure is a lot higher so i want a label to pay more it's not like the label is getting paid more by the dsp because dsps themselves are having a different problem to solve right now where they're trying to convert people to paid customers versus free right so in this situation like the commercial the revenue side of it takes a little bit of a back seat right uh the one thing that music has always been at least for bollywood it's it's been a marketing tool for films and that continues to remain right and in fact it has become such a big part of marketing that again it's kind of leading to a catch 22 situation where it is leading to formulas so you know again the label is thinking about you know i don't want to pay for like a music promotion campaign on a dsp my best bet is that it makes it into the top playlist right so then they start thinking about it there must be two three sad songs there must be one happy song there must be one party song so you go into this formula right the other aspect of course is how much short format video is driving marketing right so there is this constant you know like 
thing that marketers are thinking about is what are the three, four things that work on short format? Can I at least tap into one of those things? Like, do I need like a dance challenge kind of dance challenge friendly song? Or, you know, uh, we spoke about this, I think, uh, from Lal Singh Chadda, a track has picked up now on short format after a very long time. So now they're also thinking from the angle of just in case this movie doesn't work or just in case this album doesn't work. Is it a track that I can remarket six to eight months down the line, right? So that marketing role of music has really gone up. And I think right now, primarily in a big way, that's what like even like marketers and labels are looking at it from you know we've spoken a little bit about what has caused this right and we understand that there is a system that is propagating this keeping it in place but you know again this is also not unusual right again in many industries you see the golden era then you see a drop then you see a golden era again this back and forth keeps happening so i'm curious to know like you know as someone who observes music for a living what do you think it'll take for this crisis to end you know i mean even when I think about this whole idea of, and we joke about it all the time, you know, party song, sad song, uh, happy love, all of that. Uh, it's not like this wasn't being done in the past, right? And even when we talk about like golden eras and things like that, I mean, uh, we had like people think the golden age from the 40s to the 70s. You know, 80s is kind of considered like a very sort of dark period, even though they had some some good music in there. And then there was a revival in the 90s and I think it continued on to the 2000s. And I think over the last decade or so we've been having like sort of this long-going creative crisis uh and uh you know this whole idea of remixes again is just it's tied in very much to the whole commercial angle right i mean even this movie there is a uh like i mentioned there is a remix at least one it's an R.D. Berman song. And of course, the rights are on, the soundtrack is out on Saregama. The rights for that song are on Saregama. Saregama, of all, basically Saregama and T-Series, which own the rights to most soundtracks, uh, you know, up until the 70s it's Saregama, from the 90s it's T-Series. They are the ones most likely to go the remix route because it's cost effective for them. But, you know, I think on a more deeper sort of like, uh, I suppose, macro level, you're also looking at about, at uh, the idea that where is the talent these days, right? I mean, where is the talent coming from? If we just, mm. I, I mentioned this before, but we have so many reality TV shows, right? They're all focused on finding singing, singing talent. And it's not like we haven't seen a lot of new singers emerge over the last decade. Mm. A lot of talented new singers. Uh, but where are the composers? You know, I mean, it's almost that the industry, uh, because of this reality show phenomenon, is getting people to essentially come and, you know, we're, we're generating singers, but where's the actual composers? And but even, even when those you come singers, out those... Amit, they are, and I, I know we also have discussed it in that episode that we dedicated to reality shows mm-hmm. and their impact. While they're all good singers, again, okay, not taking it away from them, none of them have even managed to break through to the stature some of the current crop of playback singers have, right? Yeah. And that's also and... such a cover-based... Exactly, that's that what I was going to come to, that, you know, the fact is they come on these shows and they sing other people's songs. So it's almost at one level, they are like trying to sound like a Kishore Kumar or sound like an Arajit Singh or whoever it is. And whoever does just you know, the best job of doing that. But essentially, it's been a long time. It is time for the industry to self-reflect. 
But I also feel that Bollywood itself is looking at things in a slightly skewed fashion. Like we said, it's not like they're not making good films, but those tend to be sort of lower budget films. Those tend to be like, you know, focused on the story, focused on you know, uh, unusual subjects. What they're not doing is making good big budget films with superstars. And, you know, now they're talking about how, oh, well, the South film industry is doing very well and that moves the pulse of the audience. And those those films, granted, they're technically superior mm. and they probably do a more convincing job of, you know, selling their stories. But the fact is, when it comes to the core of filmmaking, which is essentially good storytelling, you know, they're not exactly a sign of progression and they might exactly be going in the other direction, in fact. Uh, so the films that, you know, even the films themselves, you look at those soundtracks, right, whether it's like Pushpa or RRR, they, the music's have the, the music is enjoyable, but again, it's formulaic. It's nothing that's breaking the mold. Right. And this is exactly how I'd sort of describe this song, Fir Aur Kya Chahiye. Uh, you know, we need fresh sounds. Like when you think about, like, who is the last music director that really kind of, uh, you know, had people basically going, like, yeah, wow, take notice. Yeah, like, for me, the last one was Amitri Yes, Amitri right? That was like yeah. in 2009 or something like that when Devdi came out. And yeah, yeah. So long back, you know. And then, or when, you know, in the ni- in the early 2000s when Vishal Shekhar and, uh, you know, Shankar uh, Ehsan Loy, they really brought like Western sensibilities and Western mm. style production and arrangement. And they, you know, they completely flipped over what was happening in the 1990s and came up with a fresh sound. Or before that, it was Rahman, you know, completely sort of bringing the whole classical element into, yeah. uh, you know, Indian classical, Western classical, and sort of like... Uh, they all you know, had their technology. own sound also, you know. Yeah, it was yeah, such a distinct know. sound. You know a Rahman track when you hear one, even if he's not singing it, right? Yeah. Same with Vishal Shekhar, I feel. Yeah, and when you th- I mean, we take a step back and you say, okay, we need, like, we need the tonality of filmmaking to change again. I mean, whether it's like Paran Akhtar or Anurag Kashyap who brought a unique voice to Hindi cinema and then, as an extension of that, brought these new voices in music making to the fore, you know. Uh, and nowadays, the voices, they're very derivative. I mean, whether they, I mean you, whether you're talking about the commercial side or even indie cinema, you can see the influence of the Indian and international directors is so evident and strong. I mean, to me, I think that the, re- the whole reason why hip-hop has been the most exciting genre in India overall, you know, because it's coming from so many different regions and so many different parts of the country, uh, whether you're talking about Hindi hip-hop or whether you're talking about Punjabi, which are the ones that are known, but even, you know, any other regional language, uh, you know, from South and in states also, it's because it doesn't sound like anything we've heard before. And hip hop is mm. a genre that has roots in America. So it's not like you can't take something and make it your own, right? We yeah. just need filmmakers to use music in creative ways and not just do away with it altogether or force it like in, an item number or an end credits track. Yeah. yeah no, you're talking about hip hop and it kind of made me you know, think about this right now is that see somewhere the rise of hip hop and what consumers want, there's a very strong signal over there, right? Like hip hop is known for storytelling. And you know what I think consumers also want from film is a great storytelling that, you know, makes them think or at least makes them escape either or. But, you know, that's also not been happening. Some of the biggest films other than Patan have including from big actors like Salman, etc., which usually do very well, you know the their own fans have kind of dismissed it saying that like, what are you even making, man? You know? 
and that return to storytelling is something that's really really important across film and the music that kind of supports it yeah i mean i don't know i mean if you just look at like who are the biggest stars i even you look at shahrukh khan or amir khan they last and pathan has done a bit of box office success but it, i mean from what i read about it it's not like amazing story it's just a fun no. watch right and lal singh chadha again i mean it's again remember that's an adaptation but it was it was not a very well executed adaptation is from again i haven't seen either of those films but i think the problem is that it's almost that people are trying too hard you know and then if i just look at the music part of it i just feel that there has to be somebody out there who can integrate their domestic and foreign influences and retain the musical aspect of you know hindi cinema and just mm. while making a movie that caters to like modern sensibilities i mean i don't think that like in a country of ours which is so huge that that's not possible right yeah. i mean but how do you see this happening yeah yeah you know like you know you're you're, you're right i think uh, there are couple of ways this can play out and like i do believe by the way that it will end okay this is not going to become the steady state of bollywood there are always cycles in every industry and i think we are witnessing sort of the low creative cycle right now which always precedes a high creative cycle right and i think where it's probably going to change is you're right the second you have fresh blood coming in who's thinking differently right uh and the fact is that and this is not to say that you need to get rid of the old guard or the current crop of you know people who are dominating the voice cape right i think when you have fresh blood coming in old also sort of evolves with it and right now i think the biggest requirement that's going to change this is when we get the next exciting music director composer duo or music director lyricist duo i think that's going to trigger the change right uh if you have someone and again if they're able to bring in a new sound which is distinct right and i think that is what is going to make them stand out also with distinct sound you also start requiring different voices so you know with the mix of the current crop of popular musicians they will probably bring in a few more who are going to become the staple sounds of tomorrow and that is going to be the trigger point that sort of you know brings about this change and somewhere the success of bollywood music is tied to bollywood storytelling so i'm going to go back to that point is that you know the film side of it kind of has to do a little bit of rediscovery because and that rediscovery by the way needs to come from the consumer and you know as much as that yrf documentary the romantics that came out right on netflix which i know people were very polarized on it people who loved it said that listen i really loved this and the other side people were like this is a big publicity stunt what was said and done about it the one thing which i found to be a great takeaway and how aditya chopra used to go sit in the theater as an unknown person and hear the reactions of you know viewers right and i think that is something we need to see more of like filmmakers actually sitting with consumers and finding out what is it that modern consumers want what are they looking for what excites them what you know dissuades them and then think about the creative process based on that you know and again this is not to say that give people what they want all i'm saying is that you have to marry your creative vision to what there is a demand for and there is a mismatch over there there's a reason why you have so many people 
who are, by the way, who, are, who do not understand any of the South Indian languages, but they are very drawn to that style of filmmaking. That's a signal that I think people need to take for. I have a slightly differing point of view here because I don't think that it should necessarily be seen from the angle of what's doing well. Because if I see what's doing well, and it's basically, like you said, not bad. I said it was basically formulaic, right? It was nothing wrong with it, but it's formulaic. And I think that's even what's doing well right now in the South. It's very formulaic. What's different about it is that the production values, the, the you know, the scale, everything is just done in a way that's perhaps unfamiliar to like Hindi speaking audiences and therefore for them it's fresh. Uh, mm. I don't know, but to me, I think that it's more that you need to look at it from the 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 creative aspect and then not really think about how well will this do, which is essentially what I think the problem, the core of the problem is right now. Uh, you know, so uh, to, to me, the balance is more about how do you make something original uh, mm. you know, that's, that's, that will be liked? I mean, if you and, and different from what is. Yeah. And I, and I just look at, like, say, take an instance of like somebody like in Ed Sheeran, who tends to be extremely popular, but not liked by critics. Right. Mm. Uh, and that's, again, like a pet peeve of his. I have nothing against Ed Sheeran. I like his music. But I think the reason why he is not a critic's darling is because his music tends to stay in the same uh, the safe same zone. zone, the creative yeah. zone, safe zone. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, that's exactly what Pritam and Abhiti Bhattacharya do when they come together and they get Arajit Singh to sing the song. This, and that music is doing amazingly well, right? So there is a demand for it. And when we talk about, the, if we take the music, uh, it's related to the film, mm. but if we're not talking about it, because we've had plenty of instances where these streamers had hit songs from films that didn't do well also. So they're mm. doing what's working. The problem is that, you know, we don't have anything that mm. sounds guess, completely fresh. Maybe I need to paraphrase. So I'll tell you what I was thinking when I said that, you know, you, you do need that consumer insight. And obviously, like, you know, I've come from a marketing background. So for me, like, a lot of my thinking is consumer first. And while I said that is, you know, I didn't mean that we need to replicate what is already being like. There's a hidden insight under all of that. And you kind of got it when you said that maybe they are liking what is happening in the South because to them that is fresh, right? And that is the takeaway, you know, for me. What consumers are looking for is something different from what they have been exposed to. And that is what I would sort of build on, right? And uh, there are lots of other signals that, you know, both filmmakers and composers can, you know, look to. And there's no lack of data, to be honest, right? Like, uh, I think where it'll come down to also is that you have that data, but you also have those people who are willing to take a little bit of a risk and be like, let's try something different, right? Like, uh, Anura Kashyap has done that brilliantly with many of us. I think BFD is a great example of that, right? Uh, even with like, and again, a lot of these are like Amit Trivedi examples, but like even Manmarzia, uh, another great example of where like the music also did well. There were some hit tracks, there were some, you know, sleeper tracks as well, but it moved the story forward. Uh, I think Urta Punjab was a pretty big hit, which had a very unconventional sound. So, or at least for that time. So it's really not unheard of. It's totally possible, but I think it 
a few things need to come together you need freshness of talent like urta punjab did have some new voices in it by the way right uh, a willingness to take a little bit of a risk also so i think a few things need to come together for it to happen i have no reason to believe it won't happen you know yeah i mean just to give another example anurag kashyap gang to wasipur sneha khanwalkar that soundtrack again was like completely clutter breaking of course sneha didn't really do much work after that for whatever reasons but you know i mean people do sit up and take notice when it's something that some so unique you know and yeah and it's both of these it's not like they're doing something you know they're mining existing sounds they're going into like parts of the country and exposing us to sounds uh using singers like nuran sisters or you know uh, all the bunch of people that uh, mm. basically sneha traveled to those places and she recorded local singers and you know doing stuff like that really giving uh new voices folk voices you know that and not just you know exploiting them but you know just yeah. giving them that uh again it's a real platform say, it's a, it's the same thing right it's not like it's new but it's new for the audience exactly so, Yeah. it's not that difficult to do i think they're just like it's you know this creative crisis a crisis i think as we've said it's more of a place safe crisis not a creative crisis because i mean all music is creativity yeah. that's a nice you way know. to put it yeah so that's all folks we hope this creative crisis soon becomes a thing of the past and bollywood stops playing safe 